Hi! Hello, welcome to 12 Questions. We're doing a Gorilla Pod and an El Compadre. El Compadre. This episode is sponsored by El Compadre. Sunset Boulevard. Los Sound a little bit. It's a little crazy in here. No, I think it's good. We're having a good time. It could be worse because the across the street of the guitar center. Oh, that's <laughs> with 800 dudes trying to play stairway. Stairway to heaven. On like a, on like a, fucking uh, uh, Fender Squire guitar. Yeah. <laughs> no stairway. Read the song. <laughs> God, that movie is funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, so you're moving out. You're looking for a place. You're yeah. trying not to, try not to murder anybody. It's. It's really hard because, like, you know, when you, the, the East Coast, the East Coast thing is that, you know, in you really, guys would go out in the front yard and fight, and then it'd be over. I, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I have like a, I have a very, even for somebody from Philly, I have a very high tolerance for bullshit, and then I hit like a stone wall, Ooh. and um, once you hit the stone wall, then I hit the Philly white trash line of. I'm gonna fucking push your face right down to your asshole. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I'm gonna think about that every day. I'm gonna push your face down to your asshole. Well, you know, it's it's like I told you before. That was something that my bachi used to say. So cute. And when I was about 13, you know, when you're 13 and mouthy. Yes. Um, my bachi said that to me because she's like four feet tall, you know. Right. So she's pointing up to me because I was like right. pretty much around the size I am now, which is like five. I'm like five four. And she's like, she's like, you think. You think you're too big for me to kick your ass? I will push your face right down your asshole. And I looked at her and I said, you know, Bachi, I'd like to see you try and do that. And my grandpa was like, hey, 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 hey. That's because I was. He knew. He knew that she could actually do it. Well, you know, like. She had the technology. Well, you know, back in the day when it was socially acceptable. (laughs) When it it was socially uh, acceptable to, like, beat your children, my Bachi was really good at it. Yeah. You know, I mean, at one time, um, my. She was. She was beating my uncle with. Jesus. Um, no, she beat him with the coffee pot cord, right? That was with, her. She was beating him with like her hand, I think, and a vein popped in her hand, and he he made the mistake of laughing at that. So then I think she beat him with like a broom, I think. After that, she used to beat them with like a. It used to be back in the day, coffee pot cords would come out of the back yeah. of the coffee pot. Yeah. So she would beat them with the coffee pot cord. Um, until uh, one year, they both had enough money to pull together, uh, my mom and my uncle, and then they bought her a coffee pot where the cord didn't come out, Hilarious. and they thought that they were so smart. She was like, oh no. Yeah. I yeah. can I can find, my mom one time broke her finger hitting me, <laughs> and I laughed at her too, and that just made it her makes even it better. upset. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, you're going to try to discipline me? You're going to um, try to beat me? That one time, um, I I was like 13 and uh there was two bedrooms in my mom's house i was in the back bedroom it was like springtime so the okay. windows were open got it and my mom was out back hanging up clothes and um she called up to me and she said hey nick can you bring me down some hangers i have some things i don't want to like you know you, you just want to put on a hanger right. before you put them on the line right and i was like 13 playing video games you know, super mario yeah. brothers yeah you know? and i was like yeah yeah and uh, instead of bringing them downstairs, I opened up the screen and I tossed a couple of plastic hangers out at the window. That's very funny. And she picked up the hangers and looked up and made a face at me. And I went, <laughs> and as I'm walking down the steps, my mom is coming in through the back door with the hangers in her hand. And then she proceeded to beat me up the steps with the hangers, the plastic hangers, going, we're not white trash. We don't throw shit out the window. <laughs> what is And then so she, so she beats me into the bathroom, which is at the top of the steps, right? So I managed to, like, push her off me. And then I go into the bedroom and I shut the door. She goes away, right? Fast forward a couple of days later, and I'm at my bachi's house. And my bachi's sitting at the kitchen table and she's smoking a cigarette as what she would do and she's like I have a bone to pick with you and I said what she's like you you never lay your hands on your mother 
You know she was beating me with a hanger. <laughs> She's like, it doesn't matter. She's your mother. He it's don't, it's don't. a weird sort of child abuse logic. I, I will do the same thing. Like my my mom one time, she she pinned me to the ground and she was going backhand, fronthand, backhand, fronthand, and she's screaming at me. Why do you always keep me at arm's distance? <laughs> And I and I'm like and you're I, like hang on I gotta write that down for my shrink right I was literally like what like uh, maybe because arms distance is within your hitting radius you jerk how dare you have you ever been on a show where somebody says uh, y'all beat your kids and everybody's like yeah and they're like throwing their bras at the stage yeah. have you ever seen that shit yeah it's a, it's a oh, little it's like a bummer. interesting and you know what's funny like I don't believe that you should beat your kids but I do believe that your kid should have a little bit of fear that you might uh, you know be, yeah. like you know what I mean just like you know like because otherwise I think your kids walk all over you you never if you play, if you do it right you never have to lay a hand on your kid true but they should fear you just a tiny just enough just enough just enough where they they're not like happen. you know sticking their hand in, in the fire on the stove mm-hmm. or like you know burning down the living room or like mm-hmm. doing the the big shit the kids are always going to do things that they're not supposed to do kids are going to be crazy yeah but like you have to have that like little voice of your mom like i will kick your ass if you you know mm-hmm. if, if you if you go outside in your good sneakers or fucking whatever or whatever uh, yeah. i was in second grade I was a cheerleader for Frank Frankfurt Boys Club, the Frankfurt Playground in Philly. Um, I was a cute little kid, and, yes. uh, and all my all, all the girls that lived on my block wanted to do it, so I wanted to do it. And then I quickly realized that this is bullshit. But I got these sweet new blue and white sneakers that my mom was like, "You only wear these on Saturdays when you go to cheerleading at, for the football games." Cute. And I was like, "Cool, cool." And so one day I was like, fuck this, these are cute. So I'm like, I put them on and I was like skipping up and down the street, like trying to see how high I could get in the in the sneakers. And then my mom came out and drove me back in the house by my hair. That was fun. <laughs> that was good times. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That was always my mom's big like thing. Like in the morning if I didn't get up, I'm going to come in there and whip you out by your hair. Yeah. I feel like all of us uh, 80s, 80s babies, 80s kids, 90s kids, I, I feel like we all got grabbed by the hair a lot. Yeah. If you had hair. It was mm-hmm. like a... It was a thing. Yeah. had a lot of hair, too. I have yeah. a lot of hair now, but man, a, when I was a kid. It was the 80s, man. And, like, if you... Like, you didn't have short hair in the 80s. That wasn't a thing. Like, all, all little girls have long hair. That's true. That's very true. I, did you ever give yourself a shitty haircut? No, but I wanted to cut my hair. I really wanted to cut my hair. Yeah. And my mom was like, no, no, no. And then finally she was like, you can cut your hair after your communion. Oh. And I was like, cool. And I had like this, I had to show you my communion picture. My mom had this amazing gay hairdresser that would like come to the house and cut my hair. Cute. And like, I like the, you know, the feathered haircut. You know. Oh my God. It was, it was baller. And then after that, I cut my hair and like, cause you promised me. Yeah. And it was the worst mistake because once you hit a certain age, your hair doesn't grow the same way. And yeah. like, I have never been able to grow my hair out like that since then. True. Like you got great hair. Thank you. A bunch of it, a bunch of it fell out when I got sick. I actually had like, it used to be like bigger and curly. It got like my hormones started fucking. You know, you're talking about hormones. How Did you have cancer? Sure. No, I had um, I had a uh, uh, fibroids in my uterus, oh. and when, when my body was growing those, my hair got big and curly, and I was just living my life. I'm just like pregnant with tumors, beautiful <laughs> hair, gorgeous. And it was, and it, like I said, it was curly. And now it'll only curl in the front. And now it's, I tell people it's Fiesta in the front and like Cortez in the back. It's like trying, it's like trying to make like a, like a terrible like dreadlock in the back. I have to show you, I'll send you a picture. Shout out to friend of the podcast. I actually have to do a re-record with my homegirl, Kristen Clifford. Love you dearly, mamas. I'll come to you and we'll pet the cat. What, what? She, she actually, so cute. She sends me a video of the, uh, there's like a really good, it's like a hairbrush and a blow dryer at the same time. Uh-huh. And it's the easiest thing in the whole wide world. I'll send you a picture. That's cool. Especially because you, you got those beautiful curls, but some days, 
you know, some days you want a little... Some days, depending on... It depends on the weather. My hair is very weather-dependent. Yes. Um, it can it can be um, Dwayne from What's Happening. <laughs> and those days, there's nothing you can do but put a hat on. And then, but it does have every, any, any person that's ever cut my hair is always like, you have your hair has such a nice wave to it. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not sweaty today. So then it's not standing up. And then, yeah. But I just, uh, over the years, I've been trying to find like a shampoo that works really well for me. And I've started using baby shampoo. Oh. Well, cause you have very fine hair. It's like soft, fine hair. Yeah. It used yeah. to not be that way, but I don't know. I'm old. So maybe, you know, hormones or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it's just kind of. It's a mess. It's on my head. I can't even see it. I know. It's such a strange thing, the things that, like, we stress out and get concerned about. Like, sometimes I wish I could just be... Sometimes... You know what I really want? is Okay, you know when you're watching a sitcom and there's that, like, cra- there's that crazy grandma, the hippie grandma with the crazy short haircut. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, I think from, um, oh gosh, what was the one with... Um, Maybe it was suddenly Susan. Maybe it was suddenly Susan. Oh, mom. that was Barbara. Barbara Boston. Of course, you know her. Yeah. But like that, like crazy short, like gray white haircut, and then giant chunky jewelry and a dress that makes me look like the outside of a children's museum. Like that's yeah. all I want to do. That's, I want to look like Prue from a Great British Baking Show. <laughs> I always loved the idea of being like the hippie, like the hippie mom with the long. I was one. My friend Carolyn Busa. Shout out Buse. Um, shout out. Um, she's she's got the big hair, the big long hair, and she could just like whoosh it up into like a thing and just like tie it in a knot on her head, like and just stick a thing. Like who? Like that's just so. If crazy I to if me. I did that, I'd have to cut a, I'd have to cut an actual knot out of my head until a bird started to live in there. You know what I mean? You know, it's funny you mentioned uh, you mentioned dreadlocks. Like white girls with dreadlocks always make me laugh. They and, should. And my my old drunken roommate got it in her head one day that she was going to grow her own dreadlocks in her head, which is not a thing that you can do. No. So You gotta have them set. Yeah. Yeah. So, she had this thing in the back of her head that was just, she went to some hippie festival in like Oregon with a friend of hers, and when she, and she didn't brush her hair for, she had long hair. Her hair was a little bit longer than yours. Okay. And she didn't brush it for like a month. And, and plus like the hippie. Not even with her fingers? I don't think so. Like it was just fucked up. So like, she was like, oh, it's a dread. Meanwhile, she's like a huge knot in the back of her head. Real, and she was working in like a corporate office, and we're like, dude, you need to do something. And she's like, no, it's a dreadlock. It's a big, it's a big dreadlock. And we're like, no, it's no. like a, it's like a fucking nest. Like, yeah. what is happening? So one day she she woke up and she was just like, I can't take this anymore. Cut it out with a razor blade. So she had like this big bald spot in the back no. of her head. I can't make this shit up. Like, I don't know what's wrong with people. That's I had a I had a roommate who was she's a professional musician, so it kind of made a little more sense. But she had these enormous bright red she's super red had like like maximum ginger oh wow had bright red dreadlocks wow yeah and we i had a shower in her bathroom had a like just a bathtub so like once a week she would come in and wash her hair once a week Wow. Yeah, you can't wash it all the time. You know what? Honestly, though, I just you can't. shouldn't wash your hair more than once a week. Listen, if I don't, if there is during the week when I'm working. When I'm yeah. working, I will, I, I will not go to work without a shower. I, I we didn't have hot water last, work, yeah. like, like last week. We didn't have hot water for two days, and I took cold showers, and it drove me crazy. But I did it. You have a gym membership? No. In the future, I'll look just, like I have a gym membership. I was just gonna say, in the future, I'll just send you a twenty, or I'll send you a LA Fitness membership tryout, and you can just shower there. Great. Yeah, put your shower shoes on, though. It's nasty. <laughs> it's like going to the Y. Oh, wait. The boys are leaving. Bye, Ryan. Bye. Bye. Oh, shout out, Ryan Telmo. Shout out. Hey, guys. Hey, I like how we looked at it like there were people inside the recorder. Jonathan David. Hell yeah, shout out. Hey, thanks for the drink, dude. Oh, my God. Thanks so much. You guys are awesome. People are listening to me. I'm awesome. He's awesome. Everybody did great. Let me tell you, I ate the first white tomato off of my stage. And I threw some organic miracle growing, so we should be getting tomatoes soon. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. People call me Johnny yeah, Tomatoes. Johnny Tomatoes. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's yeah. the part. I will see you later. Uh, I love it. Absolutely. 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 Go see Jonathan David. Yeah. Ooh, look at that.
Oh, I know, right? Hello. Oh, it's like, hello, lover. Oh, hello. Hello, multi cheesy situation. Uh, that guy's not going to shit for a week. I know. Right? <laughs> oh, I was on the road, and there was like a couple of days that went by, and I was like, when am I, am I ever going to poop again? Never. Is this, is this the end? Never. And then the, the floodgates opened, and all was well. It's a good day for me. You know, it's the best day when I can like turn and look at someone dead in the eye and say, I pooped twice. It was a good day. <laughs> Yo, when um, I used when I was in Philly, I used to drive for a lift every once in a while, and like every time I was like almost home, I would always it was like my body knew. Yeah. And it, there were times where I would just double park in the middle of the street and run in the house, and I was living with my mom, and like my mom would be watching TV like in her pajamas on the sofa, and I would just run by her. And one time, I I swear I only hit two steps on the way up the steps. Like no one wants to poop your pants. Have you ever pooped your pants? I've come pretty close. I've come pretty close. As a sober person, I poop my pants twice. Really? Yeah. Like full on poop? Full on. Like throwing out the pants? Like throw, at least throughout the chonies. It was so funny. The second time. The, the second time, I, I run back and I was on my way to work. I stopped to get gas and I'm just standing behind my car. And I was like, oh, I have to. Oh, that's not a fart. Oh, no. And then, and then I. I messaged my boss and I said, not coming into the office today, bathroom emergency. And he went, oh no. What do you say to that? There's nothing you can say to that. a bathroom related emergency. (laughs) Which is the only thing. And so then I had to get back in my car and I'm like, how do you sit down in your car knowing that you've got a pants full of, you got a pants full of ass juice. And so so then I I ran into the house and I told, I, I just, and Stuart a week before had for the first time in his adult life also shit his pants. It's meant to be. It was meant to be. He came <laughs> home, he looked like he had seen a ghost. He came <laughs> home and he was like, babe, something happened to me. And I was like, what happened to you? And he was like, he was like, I, I, I was in front of my acting class, parked right up front, found a parking spot right there, and I thought I was farting, and I shit my pants. Oh shit! And I, and he goes, so I just, I just texted my acting acting teacher, personal emergency, had to leave. And then he came home, and I remember looking at him and being like, oh, babe, it's just part of being an adult. It happens sometimes. I wouldn't make it a serious habit, but it does happen on occasion. But you're throwing those gotchis in the trash, man. Like, yeah, that's- he threw his pants away. <laughs> he threw his chonies away. He threw the whole thing. So he comes running in. I come running in, and I have that look in my eye, and I went, I have to, I was like, get out of the bathroom. <laughs> and so I had just bought these, like, expensive-ass jeans, and I was like, taking my jeans off, and he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I pooped my pants. <laughs> and I was like, I got it. I said, okay, okay, I got it. And he goes, just throw your underwear away. Throw the pants away. I was like, I can't afford to throw the pants away. I'm not made a good pants. He was like, I'll run under the dude to the washer right now <laughs> and that was that was the story the other oh. time was because i have ibs and uh, i get the i get I the, the ibs it, do you get the constipation kind or the too much kind um i get the constipation and then the and the emergency diarrhea because what because happened. your body's like okay we're done with this now everything's turning to water and yeah now it's now it's time to spray yeah. along yeah, now we're done. Yeah, we're done. I have a, a, a. I've been try. I tried to do this joke on stage and it never worked. I was like, if you're if you're an IBS person, you don't shit, shower, and shave. You shower, shave, and then hopefully shit, and then shit again, shit again, shit again, or not shit for seven days. Dude, the seven days, the seven days not shitting is so bad for me. Yeah. Like, it's just so bad. But here, here's a good, here's a good, almost we're, we're in a restaurant. Uh, whatever. Adorable people next door. So my old roommate, Dave, used to make dinner on Sunday nights. Yeah. And we had, he made, like, uh, sausage and peppers. Oh, you know? yeah. And then we ate it with, like, uh, mayo on a tortilla, you know, kind of a, so it was very greasy. There's okay. a lot of grease okay. involved okay. here. So the next morning, um, I was I was working on Roosevelt Boulevard in Philly, which was like a good hour commute on public transportation from my house. Yeah. So I walked to the bus, 
and I get, and it's two buses. I walk to the bus, I get on the bus, and I'm like, ooh, my stomach feels a little weird. <laughs> By the time I get to Frankfurt Terminal to take the 14 up the frontier, straight up Roosevelt Boulevard. Yeah. Um, and hits every light along the way. Um, I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna shit my pants. So I'm standing on this bus, and it's full of these kids that go to Swenson Skill Center, which is like a vocational high school. Okay. And I'm standing there. What's it called? Swenson Skill Center. Okay. Swenson Skull Center. I thought Skill you, Center, yeah. Skill Center. Yeah. I thought you had said Swenson Skull Center, and I was like... That too, probably. That sounds correct. Yeah, probably that too. So I'm like, I'm like, they're sitting in seats of two across from me. Yeah. And it's like teenage boys, you know. Yeah. And they're in their, their, uh, their blue polo shirts. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, and I'm wearing shorts. And I'm like, I have got to let some of this gas go or I'm going to die. So I very quietly do that. And like one minute later, one kid turns to the other kid and starts punching him in, in the arm for each word. You are so fucking disgusting. I can't believe you did that. That's nasty. Oh, my God. On the bus. You're gross. Ew. And I'm like, oh, God. And this kid is getting pummeled by his friend. Just, like, beating. You know, boys are. You know, they're just yeah. beating the shit out of each other. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to let the rest of the guys go. And they're like, oh, my God. This is disgusting. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm just like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. So all the way at the boulevard, I'm trying not to shit my pants, right? We get to, I was doing uh, seasonal work for the IRS. So okay. we get to the IRS. And, like, there's a bunch of different buildings, and my building is in the back, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. Here's my building. And I walk to the front of the bus, and there's, like, a ton of people getting off. And then there's an old lady and a walker. And she is taking her time because she's 112, trying going to the fucking IRS on the boulevard for God knows what reason. And I'm like... Okay, please, please, please move. Please, please move. I think, I think if you're allowed to yell in that point, I have to move. I was like crying. So she finally gets out of the, gets off the bus. I frog jump over her, run into the building. Of course, you can't just run into the building because there's metal detectors. Yeah. So I had, I was poor, really, really poor. I lived off change. I had like a whole pocket full of change. So I'm just like throwing all of everything I have in my pocket into the thing and I'm just like just tears streaming down my face. I'm just taking all the metal out of my out of my pockets and then I just left my bag there and I pointed to the security guard and I'm like, gotta go to the bathroom, be right back. And like I sprint through the metal detector, make a left to go towards the bathroom, and here comes a guy with a pallet full of copy paper. Just like, oh my God! I I am pretty sure. I, I don't I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure that I actually did a one-legged leap over the pallet to get to the bathroom and just made it just as I was shitting my pants. What? And it was with the kind where you like you're holding onto the sides of the yeah, you know, you're like sweating. Yeah, I was yeah, definitely sweating. There was no color in my face. Like it was. Whoa. Yeah, it was. It Trials was, and tribulations of IBS, man. Yeah. Oh my god. Just thinking about that, I'm just like Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, I know. I've as a tour bus driver had to be like, oh, you know what? I gotta make a stop. This is the Starbucks that. Uh, hold on, I'll be right back. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. Oh, that is so crazy. And like, my my bachi had a she had like colon problems. Like they took they had to remove thirty three percent of her colon because she had a blockage. What? Yeah. When she finally went to the to the hospital and they opened her up, her colon exploded. What? And there was just shit all over the wall. So they had to remove like 33% of her colon. So she was always very, like they had to give her like a temporary colostomy bag and stuff. She was very like paranoid about it. And I was just like, this is funny. Like, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I tried to make Especially her feel better about it. Especially because it's only temporary. You know yeah. what I mean? But, but afterwards, like she was very gassy. Yeah. And like, I just. Once they start removing pieces of your colon, you, you fart. My mom had a couple of feet of intestine oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Because she had some sort of walking. Here's the thing. Everybody's making fun. Oh, these Millennials and their gluten-free bread and their and their food allergies. Maybe all these generations have been all fucked up from eating all crazy, and then they had like 
they, they were just getting big chunks of their colons removed because they couldn't shit out. Yeah, well, I, I think I think people just don't eat right. They don't drink enough water. Yeah. You know, that was a problem that we had with my bachi was that, like, your, your colon needs water. It, what would she it, drink? Coffee? Or? She just wouldn't drink anything. She was just a fucking asshole and would just do whatever she wanted to. So she would just like, she would drink like little, she these little tiny glasses. Yeah. You know how old people have those little tiny glasses? Yeah. You know, she'd drink little tiny glasses of shit and think that that was enough and it wasn't. Because how your colon works is that it pulls the moisture out of your colon yeah. to bulk up, to help bulk up the poop to keep it moving along. But yeah. if you don't have the moisture, then it becomes like a hard rock and then right. it won't move. And that's right. when you get like adhesions and blockages. Right. So you need the fiber to bulk it up to move it, but you also need the moisture. And that's why drinking water is so important. I sound like some kind of weird You do sit, you sound like my doctor right now. You the, gotta drink I, a ton of water. Dude, I was like screaming at my bachi at one point. I was just like, you're, you're going through all of this you don't have to she's like well the water's not cold enough so i bought her like an insulated cup that looked like a like a ball mug you know Cute. like a ball jar yeah. you know and it was insulated and i packed it full of water and i filled or packed it full of ice filled it full of water and i was like this will be cold all day and she just wouldn't fucking drink it it would like it just makes me angry because it like would have solved so many of her problems but she just right. was so she's stubborn pull up like she just wouldn't do it so there you go i don't want to drink water I just want to swallow my spit. When the doctor was like, you need to eat more, I went to Target and I bought $100 worth of junk food. Mm. Because he was just like, I don't care where you eat, you just need to eat yeah. something. And I'm yeah. like, well, listen, you're thin, you need to put on some weight. Here is crap that makes you put on weight. I bought her, cook- I bought her all the cookies that she liked and like candy and like, I'm like, who? wouldn't give their left head to be able to sit on the sofa and fucking watch TV and stuff their face full of candy all day because the doctor said so. I know. Right? That'd be great. Yeah. And then she just, she just, I don't know. Anyway, she's dead now, so whatever. That whole generation, my grandma, we're going through it with her too. She's always like, she's been on a diet for 45 years. (laughs) You know, every time she gets healthy, she's like, I'm getting so fat. That was my bachi. She was just, she just, there's something about, there's something about that generation. Being fat is the worst possible thing that you could be in the world. Right. Besides like, you know, gay. Right. So. Son, I understand you're gay. Yeah. But you're good and thin. But you're thin. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just I, there's something about old people and being fat, and they're just like it makes them angry. I think maybe it's the uh, the depression or like maybe I don't know. I don't know. They're probably losing their minds because there's so much like it's such a like body positive world that we're oh, in yeah, right now. Oh yeah, she couldn't deal. My body. Well, did you did your did your grandma? What did you call your grandma? Did you just call her grandma? Well, it's so funny. My white grandma was upset that I didn't learn how to speak Spanish. My dad just didn't teach me or my sister how to speak Spanish. Uh-huh. So she insisted that I call her abuela. And uh-huh. about 12 years old, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. You're the white one. <laughs> the Mexican one wants me to call her Grammy. And she's Aww. like, yeah. I was like, yeah. And so she's like, and it worked for her because Grammy was like five foot tall and mostly wig. And she, was, she just sort of like shuffled in. Is it purple? No, it was like this hilarious, like deep, sandy blonde wig that she bought in her head kept like shrinking over time. So like the wig stays the same size. And she, every time she was just, she barely spoke it, she'd be like, I'm drinking. I'm drinking. Because she was shrinking so much. She was so cute. She had like, um, she had a, this is a fun story. My dad, so my stepmom, my mom moves out, my stepmom moves in, my stepmom brings a bird. And this bird is named George. And it's a little cockatiel. And I'm not, I'm a cat person. Like, I'm an instinctive cat person. Like, I was visiting a house and they were like, don't hang out with our mean cat or our cat will bite you. And he scratches everyone in the middle of the night. I literally clipped his claws for him. That's crazy. Cats really have to trust you to let you do that. Two days. I was there for two days and I was like, well, I'm going to clip his claws. Because I just spent the whole time, I realized, I was like, oh, he's never had his claws clipped. So I started playing with his paws all the time. And then he just 
but yeah, he let me cat person, dog person, even a little bit of horse person. Horses scare me. Horses are big, big scary, but birds? No. Birds, birds will chase me. I've been chased by several birds. So birds, when you have birds, like it smells bad. It's a weird thing. I thought about, I thought about having. Anyway, my neighbors have a bird, and I like the way it sounds. But then I'm like, oh, I wonder if I had a. No, I'm not a bird person. I was, I've been, like I said, I've been attacked by pet birds, not even wild birds. I've also been attacked by wild birds. Oh, birds don't like me. All right. And so this fucking bird. Do not see the bird show with the zoo. I guess is what you're saying. It's, I mean, I, as long as they're at the zoo, that's fine. But like, have you ever been chased by a geese or goose? Fucking Canadian geese. Oh yeah. I I went to college for my first three semesters at this place in New Jersey. Um, and there was a big pond. It used to be cranberry bog. Okay. And there's a big pond there, and it, a lot of Canadian geese hung out there, and they would chase you across campus, oh, yeah. and they shit like men. They shit <laughs> like men. It was just like where, and they're so mean. Canadian geese are so mean. Like Canadians are very nice people. Yeah. So they should change the name because Canadian geese are bastards. They're. I, the devil. I personally have gotten chased. And I am not a fast mover. Yeah, but they I'm don't. I'm a stroller. That's what I do. I stroll. You, you will move. You for, move. Yeah. I honestly, if I had some sort of like big fuck you mansion, I'd have one. I'd have one goose just waddling around, and people would be like, "Why don't you have guard dogs?" I'd be like, "I have a goose." My, uh, I got a guard goose. That's awesome. My, my old boss at this place I worked at had a little uh, little grandson. He was like, I guess he was like three, three. I guess. Yeah. And she had him at the park, and he had like a little sandwich bag of like, you know, Cheetos and Chex Mix and like, yeah, you know. And he was at the park, and I guess things they weren't really paying that much attention to him because it's fenced in, you know. But there were Canadian geese, and he had the bag, and he was eating, and he got a little too close to the Canadian goose, and the goose wanted the bag, and chased, chase all the way. <laughs> they had to like run and grab him because like the goose was gaining on him. Yeah, <laughs> his little three-year-old legs are just like. That kid will never forget that. No, that no. is his nightmare. That is forever. <laughs> so, so my Grammy, so my Grammy comes over, and she'd always when she would come and visit which was very rare she only came to visit this is sad she only came to visit when my mom was in rehab <laughs> so my dad wouldn't be alone Aww. and so so he she would shuffle around the house and she would say the rosary to me in Spanish which I didn't understand any version of it and then she would like she would talk to the cats she'd be like and she'd, she'd basically be like get out of my way I'm gonna kill you I'll put you in the soup she's just yelling at the cat she hates the cat and so my stepmom moves in and my stepmom was there well before it's it's all sorry she dated before, she dated my dad before they got together it's a really sweet story one of these days it's like sleepless in seattle oh okay yeah they like found each other and so he she moves in with this damn bird and my Grammy could not have been happier. She's pulling the bird. She talked to that goddamn bird more than she ever talked to me. She's pulling the bird into the kitchen. She's roasting chilies in the morning. Okay, so so she's cooking it up. And one thing that abuelas do is they like to roast the chilies at like, oh, I don't know, five, six in the morning. Ooh, that's a nice right, smell in the morning. Yeah, right when you're like, am I gonna die? Like, it feels like, <laughs> it feels like you're waking up in a gas chamber. You're oh. like, what? Like oh really? It's, yeah, it's wow. the, when you roast the chili sale roll, it's like I've only roasted uh, like red red bell peppers on the stove. Yo, it's we're talking the bad mamba jam. Oh, all right. right. So like, so she's she's roasting these dried chilies. And she looks over after talking to the bird for days, just like cooking and just like, oh, no, 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 like talking to him and he's talking to her. She looks down, he's beat down in the cage. That's a wrap. So my dad, <laughs> she starts freaking out. She's like, ah! My dad's like, what? He comes running in. And he's laughing because he's like, I saw the bird. He was just beat down. <laughs> just fell. He goes, I think I, I think I want too many. <laughs> she gassed him to death. Oh, I no. think that she was roasting the chilies and he just got too much chili fume and he died. You think? That's what we think. We had to lie to her though. Cause she was very old. She feels so bad. Yeah, we had to tell her he had a little. We took him to the vet. She, my dad literally was like, "I just told her I took him to the vet, and the vet said he had a heart attack." 
Yeah, Meanwhile, he wrapped him up in newspaper and put him in the trash. Yeah. I used to set I used to set my cat on that bird's cage because I'd walk through the house and the bird would just be like, he would see me and he would be like, meh, meh, meh. Like he would go from like chirp, 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 normal to like, meh. like the bird equivalent, the cockatiel equivalent of fuck that kid. Just yelling <laughs> at me. And then I started putting my cat right up to it. I'd be like, get him, get him. Yeah. So don't feel bad for that bird if you're listening to this. I usually tell the other part up top. Yeah, the yeah, bird sounds like kind of a dick. Yeah, George was a dick. And George. Jorge. Yeah, Jorge. Jorge was a dick. And uh, That's crazy. Rest in peace, bird. Wow. Yeah. I, I've only... I had a dog growing up, and my parents split up, and my mom won't let me take the dog. So my dog stayed with the dad, with my dad, and that sucked. Because my dog was like, Cindy, her name was, was like the best dog. Cindy was the best dog, never barked. Was she Cindy with an eye? No, Cindy, Cindy with, with a eye. No, my dad married a Cindy with a, with an eye, though. <laughs> um, C-Y-N-D-I. Um, but uh, she was a really cool dog. Never barked, never bit, never just, like, my mom always used to say that if somebody robbed the house, the dog would make a coffee to go. Like, the dog was that friendly. Adorable. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I don't know, I'm kind of a dog whisperer. Like, dogs love me, and I sort of kind of feel like I know what they're saying to me. I think, I'm going to send you a book. My my therapist was like, she's a real hippy-dippy lady. Uh-huh. She's like, I think you're an empath. And the whole time I'm like, don't hit me with that. An empath, what is that? And it's like, just somebody who's very sensitive, but there's a type of empath. She got finally got me to read this book. There's a type of empath called an animal empath. Oh. When you were saying on the last episode that uh-huh. you can, like, you can communicate with dogs, yeah. that's what that is. Because oh. they're like, you, you, like, you can okay. communicate, you you know what an animal's needs are. It's weird because, like, when I when I lived with my old roommate, she had the little um, multi-poop. Yeah. And I swear I had conversations with this dog. Like, I knew what the dog was saying to me, and the dog was, like, okay with it. And I know that makes me sound like a complete lunatic. No! But, like, I would I would walk in the front door after work, put yeah. my bag down, and the dog would be right there. I'd pick her up, and I'd walk around with her, you know. Yeah. And I was like, you know, well, how was your day, buddy? You know? Yeah. And she'd, she'd sort of look at me, and I was like, really? You know? And I was like, did you get a good snoozle? And she'd, like, look at me, and I kind of knew what she was saying. Like, yeah. like, I just knew. I just know, like... There's a girl that works in my department at work, and she's got this older dog, uh, Hershey. Cute. Hershey's, like, the cutest. He's, like, an old man, and, like, he's the best. And, like, I really feel like we kind of, like, have conversations almost. And it sounds like a, like a weird white girl thing to say, but, like, I really do feel like it's... You know what? You're in Los Angeles. We can rub... <laughs> it's Mercury is in retrograde. We can rub some crystals together. I just came from a sound bath. Dude, Mercury is totally in retrograde. My phone is acting like a lunatic these days. It just, like, it, it acts like I'm, pu- I'm touching things. I'm not. And, like, it's doing all kinds of weird shit. Yesterday, my battery to my car was dead. And then, today, I went to leave the house, and the battery to the clicker to get out of the garage was dead. So I had to, like, run upstairs and change. Luckily, we had a bunch of 9-volt batteries because of whatever. Just stick it on your tongue? Yeah, of course. I mean, you gotta, you're like, oh, the battery is dead. All right. That just tastes like metal. Um, but, yeah, no, it's like, I don't know if any of that shit's true, but it's it's fun to... It's, it's fun to think about. It's fun I to have, think about. I, I'm not going to lie. I have, like, 12 astrology apps on my phone that are like, Really? That's how I kind of wind down at the end of the night. I just read my horoscope. What the next are day. you? I'm a Libra. Okay. I mean, I forget most of it like, okay. almost as soon as I read it. Okay. But, like, I do like to read it and the month ahead and stuff like that. Like, I, I, But I really do forget it almost immediately because of, you know, the drugs. Um, That's <laughs> I have a very terrible short-term memory, so, like... But, yeah, no, I do look like Ah, see, you would probably enjoy a set. See, I always think... Look, see? What? You do, guys. All of them. You have all the apps. Yeah. Astro Guide. Which one's your favorite one? Astrology Zone. Oh, Astrology. Susan Miller, baby. Hey. She's awesome. Hello. Yeah. Does it do your full chart? No, but she does a really good monthly like rundown. Like, oh. Look at that. On the big iPhone, too, so you can read it with your eyes. Because I'm old. I need the big Yo, I got to get my eyes checked so bad. I was driving around Denver, and I was like, can you read that sign? Stuart was like, yeah, can you not? I was like, nope, it's all squigglies. Um, oh, I, I work with a guy who has, like, a iPhone 5S, 
and it's what? like it's like the size of a fucking so postage cute. stamp. And like I'm like I can even read that. To this day, I believe that the the iPhone 4s was the best. That was a good phone. That was the best phone. I beat the shit. I had that. That it I had for us. Somehow made of glass and indestructible. It's the one with the white back, right? With the rounded white back. Ooh, I, maybe that was a different one. It might have been with the regular four, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, I beat the shit out of that phone and I didn't realize how much I did until it died one day and I took it to the Apple store and I slid it across to the guy and I was like, can you fix my phone? And he's like, sure, let me take a look at it. And then I came back and he's like, he slides it back. He's like, your phone is dead. And I was like, fuck. And then I, and he's like, this is the new one. And it was so clean and white and I flipped over mine and it was just like dirty. Scratched up and nasty because I am not good with my phone. But I'm not either. I'm not See these Otterbox things for the people, like construction worker cases? Yeah. I have snapped one in half. Did you really? Yeah. On the phone. Cracked it right in half. You know what I miss? I miss being able to like slam the phone down. Remember how great that used to be? You got mad at somebody and then you were like, fuck you, boom. And you, and you could hear the bell in it just sort of like just chingle just a little bit because you went bang. Oh, I miss that. Maybe there should be a slam the phone app. It's just going, just pushing a thing just with your fingers. It's not the same. (laughs) That's true. You know what? Well, that's why people throw their cell phones, I think. I've I've come pretty close lately to throwing my phone. And like, I just flip. And the only thing that stops me is that like, I know I can't afford to do that. Is it the stress of moving? It's the stress of, of, of the situation I have in my house and having to move by the end of the month and like... It's just, it's just, yeah. You're going to find a place, and if you don't, you're not going to be homeless. Well, I'm telling like, I have a good feeling about the place from today, or so that I saw the other day, so yeah. hopefully, hopefully that'll, that'll work out. But moving is just, it's so stressful, and, like, yeah. especially in this town, you know, yeah. and, like, they, they, they build apartment buildings, and then they charge, like, $2,500 for a fucking studio. I can make calling around for studio apartments. Yeah. And this one place on Burbank in Van Nuys was like, yeah, we have a, I, I was like, oh, I, say, I saw a banner. They had a banner out that said, we're yeah. renting studios. And I'm like, ooh. I'm like, hey, I'm calling about the studios. Yeah, uh, well, one is 1750 and one is 1650 And I was like, what are you, fucking smoking crack? And that's low. Yeah. A studio was like 400 square feet. I know. Like, I just, what, why? 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 Because everybody wants to live here. Even though we're, even though we're having earthquakes. How was your first earthquake? The first one, I was, now I've been through like small ones, but like, okay. but that was the first, the first one that we had was the big one. I was eating, I was eating eggs on the chair in my living room. <laughs> the wobbliest of foods. Yeah, the wobbliest of foods. And I'm just the like. The only thing worse would have been a jello. And I'm eating and I'm like, well, I'm not gassy. What is this? You know? And, uh. And then, it, and then it felt like waves. Yeah. You know, I, I was describing it. My uncle kept asking me to describe it to him, and he was very high when I was talking to him. So, like, I kept trying to explain it to yeah. him, and he just wasn't getting it. And I was like, you ever been in a wacky shack? You know, wacky, wacky shack? shack? yeah. Where, like, the floor is moving. Yeah. But, like, but, like, sort of wavy. Or, no, no, the wacky shack was the second one. The first one was just kind of waves, like, when you're standing in the ocean, and it's just you feel the small waves. Yeah, yeah. And the second one that we had was the wacky yeah. Because the floor was going this way, but everything else was going like palm tree yeah. size. And you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. That was that was kind of crazy. It's disorienting. Yeah. It, it went, and after both of those earthquakes, I was nauseous and I had a headache. That's normal. Is it? So I've been listening to a shout out, another shout out to the KPCC podcast called The Big One. Oh, oh I heard about, about that. KPCC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all about preparing for The Big One because oh, we're, uh, we're 60 years overdue for uh, the big, like a big leveling earthquake. I mean, I wish you would like get a move on so I could like not have to pay you know, my car insurance. Could you imagine how, like, the heart, that's going to be a buyer's market after that. Sure is. That pile of rubble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> I'll, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to hunker down somewhere and uh, fight for resources. But, um, no, there was a, uh, the sound wave is the first thing that hits, so that's that rumbly sound, and it actually causes nausea. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, like, really normal. Yeah. Oh, good. To be, a, to be nauseous after an earthquake. Did you buy, do you have an earthquake kit? Did you? Um, I bought, for the first time, I've been in Southern California since 05, 
and for the first time I bought emergency water. I have four gallons of water stashed all over the house. I probably could stand to get some more. Um, I have... Yeah, maybe I should get like an emergency kit together, like pull a flashlight out. Do well, I think I really want to get? I just want to get like two cases of water. Should be good for me. I yeah. feel like. And then um, I have a really good emergency kit in my car. A friend of mine gave it to me for when I'm on the road. Oh, it's oh. a road emergency. Is kit. it like a first aid kit or like? It has. It's a first aid kit, but it also has like tampons and like. You can never uh, have enough tampons. And like a stain stick and like a pep talk in case I really bomb somewhere <laughs> and it makes me sad. That's a friend. Isn't that a great gift, dude? Bombing on the road is like the worst. Oh, like it's driving like it, like you know. I drove nine hours oh. for this. I like. I remember like. I I did a it's not exactly a road gig but like I did Catch a Rising Star in Princeton, New Jersey wow yeah you know it sounds impressive but it's a room in a hotel so it's really not all that impressive um but I did I did a, a I, I did a spot there and I drove it's like an hour and 15 minutes from my house to drive to Princeton from Port, from Port yeah. Richmond, Philadelphia and maybe an hour and 20 minutes. Drove all the way the fuck up there to like just eat a, eat a bag of shit. Yeah. And, and the guy that was the headliner went up and did like an hour on like how like, you know, just homophobic stupid shit that right. like suburbanites just eat up with a stick. Right. And uh, yeah. They deep fry it and eat it with a stick. Uh, it's the worst. And like, and then I had to drive all the way home. And that's happened up in New York. You drive all the way home, and you're just like, Ugh. But you know my friend Mary Redzinski, you should buy her album, uh, Fun Comfortable. Ooh. Um, she has this great line, uh, whatever doesn't kill you make, makes you cry in the car. Yeah. One time when I first started, uh, this was like in my first couple years, a uh, comic, uh, I, he, he had me um, give me his, he basically paid my toll. So he calls me and I'm leaving a gig and I'm just like, <laughs> and he, uh, he calls me and he says, hey, here's the deal. I want you to take a picture of yourself right now and keep it on your phone. Because you're said, ugly crying in your car. Yeah, and he said, and the next time you kill, I want you to take a picture of yourself, and I want you to look at those two pictures because that's the same comedian. Aww. Yes! Ramsey Badawi, shout out. We're going to have you on this podcast. There's a lot of shout outs on this one. Right? We're going to call this Nicole Yates to shouting in a bar. you got to definitely get Mary on your podcast when she comes to town. I'll yes, hook you up. Oh my god, she's delightful. Oh my god. Um, what do you think was the worst show that you've ever done? Wow. What, okay, so up in um, okay up in San Miguel, which is uh, the casino. No, it's actually up above. It's about three hours away, so above San Luis Obispo, and just above Paso Robles is this little bar gig and we get there and I'm hosting and uh, Tom Goss is featuring and Joe Dosh is headlining and we get there and it's this huge bar huge bar I mean you could land a plane in this facility It's a huge location. How many TVs? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could do a motocross in there. (laughs) And we get it. Did you roller skate naked all around it? Yeah. (laughs) And and it was, um, oh dear, this is going to be a very fun podcast to edit. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. Um, There is a guy, so we get in there, and I didn't know it at the time. But I just been to the doctor and they were just figuring out I had some health problems. But I was super iron deficient and I could barely stay awake like all the time. I was like really sick. And so I'm laying in the back of the car the whole time. Then we get there and it's um we're in this giant place and the bar owner comes out and he is just a ball of cocaine in a blazer. He is <laughs> Just the highest person I had ever seen in Where's my life. His eyes just like solid red. Solid red. His skin had that weird, like, it had that weird kind of tan, kind of red color that's like Dog the Bounty Hunter's wife's titties. Like, he just looked like an old leather saddle. 
and he's got it's like a shoe. He just needs to be polished. Exactly. He's like, he looks like he's. In fact, he looked like a freshly polished shoe because he was very shiny. And then it, we start to realize like, this is strange. There's only two people in the whole place. Oh. And we're like, what the fuck is this? And we're like, kind of talking. They're like, we'll we'll pay for a meal for you. Just go into the kitchen and let them know whatever you want. I'm like, what? So I go to the kitchen. There's a guy that looks like a buff guy Fieri in the kitchen. I'm like, oh. and he's just like, what do you want? We only have three things. I was like, great. Wait, chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, and French fries. And which one would you like? Which one would you like? All three, great. So then we sit down and we're waiting. And now it's like an hour and a half, two hours since the comedy show. And they keep coming up to us. And they're like, man, we don't know what's going on. Because last week we had Gallagher 2 in here and uh, he sold the place out. Uh, and we were like, what? That's not true. And because they thought they were seeing Gallagher, not his brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, what? Like, who get what? And so then they started the show and it's the bar owner, his wife, his girlfriend, wife and girlfriend at separate tables. Oh boy. And uh, like, well, yeah, a, there, there is some decorum here. There is some decorum. <laughs> a guy who is so drunk, at one point he stands up and falls down. Like that guy and like two oh, two other people. So we're performing for eight people in an airplane hangar, and that that is covered in sawdust because it's a western bar. And there's a big, huge butcher block on the fucking stage instead of a stool because Gallagher too was just there. <laughs> So I'm hosting, and in the middle of hosting, I just lay down on the stage, and I just start rolling around and doing my jokes on the dirtiest stage. I'm, I'm probably, it's not even like flappers where there's a, there's a sofa? Yeah, no sofa. I'm just rolling around on this stage, doing my jokes. At one point, I'm arm shelfing and just talking to them, just like stretching, and, and, then, and then I bring, and now the comics are laughing, because it's like, when it's that impossible of a situation, you just have to like do something to make yourself laugh. But yeah, that's maybe, also, there's, I don't want to throw any shade, but there's there's a, a venue downtown, a bar downtown. I will not go to anymore unless unless Ed Galvez is the host. Oh, and he's his shows are good. We'll talk about him. We'll talk oh. yeah, off mic. Okay. Uh, then there's yeah, it's just kind of a crazy kind of a crazy bar down there. And I, I know went, what you're talking about. I did a show there that was like Sunday at like midnight, and it was a fucking nightmare. I did a show there. At like 7.30 on like a Thursday. Yeah. And it was like Ed and like two people sitting in the front row yeah. staring at me. Yeah. Because that's what comedians want. They want to be stared at. There's no sound coming out of anything. Just quietly stared at. I could actually hear them blinking. Nope. I could hear, I could hear that, I could hear the eyelids meeting and opening again. No. <laughs> like, like the suction sound? Yeah, and I just, after the show, I just left. Wow. I just, I just walked out the back door. You walk out the back door, and I just walked I don't, I don't trust the back door. I just run out the front door and run as fast as I can. What's your worst show you've ever done? I've, I've done some, some real stinkers. Um, I did this one show. There's this restaurant in Bucks County that, like, you go to, like, uh, with your mom. Okay. You know? And you get, like, the veal scallopini. Okay. It comes with, like, a mountain of mashed potatoes and, like, uh, green beans and almonds, you know? Cute, cute. And um, they have a room that they do. And the guy that books it is, like, a known piece of garbage. So he gets up on, this, on the little stage and he yells at the crowd. And he's like, I don't want to see any of you assholes saying anything to these comics. Or we'll kick you right out. And I'm like, well, that's a nice way to start the evening. Yeah, that's what everyone wants. Right. So dude gets up post the show uh, there's some northern New Jersey comics uh, fancy themselves to be New York City comics cool they are not they are <laughs> they are not they are not and so there was a couple of them on the show and I was still kind of new the guys okay. maybe like two years in maybe okay. you know I get up first half of my set is fucking awesome they are loving me I'm doing yeah. a little crowd work I'm like hey how you doing you know cause it's just like couples out for dinner you know they yeah. just they just want to have a good time they want to laugh I'm not all that dirty or anything so like they're just laughing you know and but like in the back right past where I can see is 
I keep hearing people talking loudly and it was really distracting me. So I was just kind of like, hey, people in the back, I can hear you. Yeah. And then the one guy starts like yelling and it just like kind of turned weird and it sucked all the air out of the room. And then after the show, like I, like I, I kind of came back from it, but not really. So the own, so the guy, the booker, the asshole, um, sees me after the show, and I don't say anything to him. But he was just kind of like, "Yeah, I don't think you're ready for this room." And I was like, "Well, first of all, this is not a room. This is a place where people eat dinner." <laughs> so you know, this is not really a room. And second of all, go fuck yourself. And then I left. Good for you. Um, I have another story, but it's more about me yelling at someone. The worst thing that ever happened to me when I was doing stand-up was I used to go to this mic every week in Philly, Laughs on Fairmount, uh, at Urban Saloon. I went to that mic, like, shout out to Mary and Carolyn, they used to run it every week for, for years, for three years. I think they started it like two weeks before I started doing stand-up. So they have a couple years on me, and they were always really nice to me, and I would go every Monday night, 7 o'clock. I think I missed like five of them over three years, you know? And like, so... Um, one night, it was just Carolyn, and then, like, they, she had a couple of people, like, guest hosting, and she, and then Carolyn was, like, running the music, and, uh, this, uh, this asshole, who I'm not gonna name, because I don't want to, like, give him any kind of, like, you know, yeah. name recognition, but, um, people who know me know who he is, and I'll tell you who he is, but you don't know him, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, is that, like, I, I everybody knew this guy, and the, the best description of him that I've ever heard was he, he looks like a fat Danny Zuko. And uh, he was always, like, kind of walking around, like, calling every girl, like, hey, it's, it's, hey, sweetie, how you doing, honey, everybody, you know, like, so one night we were out, before this, we were outside this one mic, like, and we were talking a little bit, and I was like, you know, you, you do that a lot, you know, the totes money thing, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if you know this or not, women really hate that. Oh, we hate it. We hate it. I will only accept that from men over 75. Then it's kind of adorable. Yeah. But like, yeah. you know, but if you're under 75, you know, yeah. how about you not do that? Yeah. So, um, I was like, that's really, really hate it. And he was like, oh, well, thanks for letting me know. I didn't know that. And I was like, that's cool, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah. there we go, look at that, you know, like, yeah. who says the guys don't listen? Building so, bridges. Right. So, he, um, so, back to that mic, he introduces me and says something like, she's a, you know, she, she's a real sweetheart or some shit like that, you know, some kind of bullshit. Yeah. And when I went up and, you know, you shake, for those, for those of you not in the business, when somebody introduces you, you go up, you shake hands, and then yeah. you go and do your thing. Always shake the hands. Never not shake the hands, you know. Yeah. And as he was shaking my hand, I went, I was laughing, and I was like, what I tell you about that? And he walked off the stage. So I did my set. It was fine. As I was leaving, he was shaking my hand. I walked off the stage, and he went, Nicole Yates, everybody, uh, the only comic in Philly that I wouldn't fuck. What a dog. And it really only because I was very good friends with the people that owned the bar that I not beat him to death with a chair. Yeah. And it was all these comics. Like, a, like there were like 20 comics standing in the corner, and you could have heard a pin drop. Everybody was just like, Why would wow. you do that? Yeah, and Carolyn quick turned the music up, like, you know, trying to like get them off the fucking stage. And uh, I will never forget that, and I will never stop talking about that. Wow. Now, the guy who did that is, is a piece of shit, and he his career is not going anywhere, which is delightful to me. Yeah. Um, but, like, why would you do that to somebody right. for no reason? Right. And that is probably the worst, the worst thing that has ever happened to me on stage. Besides, like, you know, eating massive shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. This has been delightful. It is loud and crazy in here. I feel like we got to wrap this up. Where can people find you? You can find me with that guy over there in the bowler tie. Oh, hey. hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> That's so funny. He looks like an actor, right? He's got actor bobblehead. Oh, he does have actor bobblehead. Yeah. Yeah, like a big old forehead. He really does have a huge forehead. Yeah. They, like, grow those in laps. I know. Does this look like an after party from something? Yeah, definitely. Everybody's suddenly very loud and attractive. It's like... I mean, attractive is borderline, but definitely loud. 
It's just it's a lot of people. It's like they all, it's like they all got out of like uh, like somebody's like step nephew's uh, baby shower. Yeah. <laughs> Lean down and kissed her weirdly, like like it was a like it was an errand. Ew. All right, Nicole, where can people find you? Oh yeah, you can find me on the internet at yatcomedy.com yeah! and then all of the social media stuff at yatc75 because somebody already had Yatsy. You can find me at Anna V is fun on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on annavalenzuela.com. Maybe we'll make this a theme. Every time Nicole comes on, we'll just talk in places where the audio will be fucking impossible. I like it. I like it. And you're gonna come and do my. You're gonna do my. Did you eat right? Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're not one of these drunk pieces of shit at the bar, uh, we love you. (laughs) Not a lot of tits over there either. Yeah, not a lot of tits. I guess I'm being mean. It's just that they're loud. We've been here for a while. Yeah, like an hour. Yeah, but we're in the corner. We're not bothering anybody. That's true. That's true. Nicole, if nobody's took to this day, I love you, mamas. Thanks so much. Yay. Okay, bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.